So the sequence was um pretty similar to the Korean movie The Villainous, which yeah, they came out it. in uh, they totally admit it. Did they? Did yeah. they actually admit it? Yeah. Okay, I didn't hear any of that stuff. Yeah. Welcome to Ethan in Action. I'm your host, Ethan Bao. I'm joined here by Peter. And today, we're going to cover John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. Directed by Chad Stelhelski. Cinematography by Dan Lotzen. Second Unit Director, Darren Prescott. Stunt Coordinator, Scott Rogers. Kale Schultz, Jeremy Vigo. Fight Coordinators, Jonathan Eusebio and John Valera. First thing we're going to break down is the Knife Museum. The setup. Taking place right after John Wick 2. Wick is labeled excommunicado. Because everybody in New York is an assassin, Wick must fight for his life as the city closes in on him. First up, the Asians. <laughs> the Chinese. Before we get to that, shout out to the Keenmaker. Keenmaker? Keymaker oh, the Keymaker, yes, yeah. From Big Tricks Yeah, yeah, from the uh, Stitching Them Up. Yeah. Yeah, I love that scene. I like how they gave him the exact same outfit. <laughs> Even though, like, his little dungeon, he has to, like, open it with their keyboard. Yeah, nice little callback. Oh, yeah. A lot of them in this Same movie. universe. <laughs> it's the same universe. Yes, Neo is John Wick. That's right. So to this knife museum, the triads. Triads. Is that who they were? They were the triads? Yeah, the triads. They were credited as Triad 1, Triad 2. Oh, yeah? Okay. I didn't see the credits for that one, but yeah. And her boys. Roger Yuan. Roger Yuan and Tiger Chen. Oh, yeah. Which you'll uh, remember from The Matrix Reloaded and uh, the the movie directed by uh, Keanu Reeves, Man of Tai Chi. Never saw it. Why? No, that's a lie. I saw some of it. Some of it? Some of the fight scenes? It's not a bad movie. It's not a terrible movie or anything. Yeah. It's not bad. A little showcase for him. A little showcase, uh, speak of which, the first guy that John Wick shoots, that's actually the fight coordinator, Jonathan Eusebio. Is it? Yeah. Oh, like after he builds that gun up and everything? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. I gotta say right off the bat, this is actually my favorite set piece in the whole John Wick series. Mainly like the, the whole snowball fight. <laughs> snowball yeah. knife fight Snowball sequence. knife fight. Yeah. That's, that's the main part of it, yeah. I just love this sequence. This sequence also kind of sets the tone for the entire movie. It's like, we're, we're going to get wacky. <laughs> <laughs> wacky in a semi-realistic way, but like, it's going to be wacky. wacky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they've always dabbled in humor in the previous ones, but this, is, this one went for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. This yeah. one kind of went level of uh, true lies, where the, the hitmen or the henchmen are kind of in on the joke, and they're kind of laughing along. <laughs> so all the glass, and I believe all the knives are CGI in this scene, right? Are they the the actual knives themselves? Right? Yeah, well, you can't throw them for real. Well, you know they're kind of like things that you can throw or whatever. But pretty sure they were all CGI. The first two movies, they're more Western action movies. The way they tried to make this one different from the other one, they really focus more on hand to hand combat mm-hmm. this time around. Mm-hmm. He's still kind of doing like his open palm like strikes in this. He one, doesn't right? really He's punch. Yeah. over, yeah. It's a uh, just. Funny enough, Stelhelski actually addressed that recently in, a, in an interview. Nice. Yeah, so the reason why he doesn't punch or... He doesn't so, want to break his hand. <laughs> no, 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 that's not it. When they made the first John Wick, in order for them to do these long takes and have the hits connect and not look oh, like they okay. miss, he's like, we don't do punches and kicks. All right. That's why it's all 
chops because those are easier to sell That's on fake. camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's easier to chop a guy and not hurt him, right? Yeah. It's not like a... his enemies punch him because they know they're all stunt guys. They know how to pull their punches, like yeah. Daniel Bernhardt in the first one, right? Yeah. Him, not so much. <laughs> yeah. They don't come off as like, you know, Austin Powers judo chop or anything. So. No, 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 no. <laughs> as long as it's not that. So, so what'd you give the scene? Uh, let's see. I give it an obviously a five because it's my favorite overall in the whole series. So I give it a five myself. Yeah. Great scene. Hilarious. <laughs> like they really went for it. <laughs> yeah. They, they have like, it's like a black comedy in a way, almost like <laughs> these guys are like really getting like fucked up. But it, you just can't help but laugh at it. Like yeah. The, the, the ridiculous over-the-topness of it. It's like slapstick comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, like I said, it sets the tone through the entire, for all the set pieces yeah. to come. Yep. Next up, we got the horse's set piece. I didn't do a setup for this because it's basically a continuation of the previous scene. <laughs> yep. So, who were who were these goons? Like, I, I don't know why in my head I was just like... Moroccan goons, but I don't think they were Moroccan or I'm not sure. Maybe what Russian? nationality. Russians? Maybe. White guys? <laughs> Just European white guys. guys. Yeah. Cause I wanted to see like I felt like they were gonna try to represent like all the nationalities as like different assassins coming in. But yeah, speaking of your like, you know, over the top uh like slapstick stuff, let's bring a horse into it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it almost looks like the way they frame it, it looks like he's using the horse like a gun. <laughs> where he's yeah. touching it. Yeah. yeah, he's like moving it around like, like pop pop. <laughs> he's gotta aim it correctly. Yeah. yeah. The um Plus the, the way I kind of appreciated the way he like they were fighting around the horse, but in a way Wick was protecting the horse as well. He's making sure the guys never like shot directly at the horses. He's he's like blocking them and making them shoot upward right right into the ground. Yeah, a little bit. So you know a little uh, animal protection there, which you know, in John Wick's nature, uh, you know, makes sense. No, it's cool. It, uh, the scene definitely felt fresh. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see that in any other. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. Even um even the little chase afterwards with the motorcycle versus the horse horse thing. Mm-hmm pretty cool yeah this is all kind of like new stuff to john wick the whole john wick series which i really appreciated when they when they shot the horse running on the street part they actually had to put rubber padding on the ground because mm-hmm. the humane society were saying horses can't handle that on the, the yeah boobs. the gravel and everything yeah. yeah so they had to like put that in and mask it out did you watch any of the behind the scenes stuff like how much of it was Keanu on the horse was it yeah I, wa- I actually watched all the behind the scenes it was yeah. all him all him yeah awesome then I, I do have one small nitpick with the scene, it, and it has to do with the like the goons uh, in the second part where they're chasing him on the uh, the horse. The the first motorcycle guy, like he's got a gun on him, obviously, because Wick disarms him and kills him with his own gun. Why isn't he shooting Wick from like you know ten feet away, a safe distance? You know how dangerous Wick is. Why do you why are you catching up to the horse and trying to grab at him for no reason? You have a gun, get five feet, ten feet, and shoot him. Maybe he doesn't want to hurt the horse. <laughs> That little, you know, that little thing kind of bothered me. It happens a lot throughout the whole John Wick series, but <laughs> yeah, generally, like they get a gun and they like rush to him, yeah, for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> he needs to do gun foo. Um, you want to rate this? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll give it a three. You know, pretty solid scene, but it, it's short. But it's short. It, I yeah. give it a three point five. Um, yep. only because it felt like a video game. Yeah, like Nathan Drake had to like <laughs> operate these horses. I loved it though. It was awesome. The quick time sequences. <laughs> Those horse hits look so brutal. <laughs> Next up, we got the Casablanca shootout. The setup for this one. Wick escapes to Casablanca and meets an ally named Sophia, played by Halle Berry. They go meet Sophia's former boss, Barada. Barada ends up 
shooting one of the dogs, enraged. Sophia attacks Murata. Wick and Sophia now must shoot their way out. Halle Berry, like, like apparently she had to train, she had to train the dogs themselves yeah. to like follow her orders, and it, that took like six months. Uh, I don't know like how true this was, you know, it's on the internet or whatever, but um, like apparently she may have broken like three ribs during the filming of this and everything. Yeah, so, maybe. You know, badass Halle. She broke her ribs during her next movie, like the MMA movie. Did she? Yeah. Yeah. Has that come out yet? No, but she's been filming she's it. She's been filming it? Okay. I think she's directing it, too. It's oh. the one where she trained with uh, Brian Ortega for. Oh, nice. But And I believe she fights Valentina, Valentina Shevchenko. Oh, yeah? So that one, she broke her ribs. Hmm. Are you maybe confusing? Oh, well, I, I read it on IMDb, so I don't know how like, good this yeah, is. You can stop are. reading that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can stop reading that shit. <laughs> Uh, so the dogs, yeah, the dogs, they like totally like as good as Halle Berry is in the scene, the dogs like totally steal the show. Like, yeah, the dogs, <laughs> they were basically raised from young to be trained. Um, the thing is you can't fake a dog bite. They're actually doing that. Yeah. It's just the way they train them. Uh, they made it so that it's playtime mm-hmm. as opposed to an aggression. Because mm. the house was saying back in the day, what they would do, they, they would rile up a dog, make them all angry. And once they were done shooting, they would like tase him to like. Really? Oh him. shit! That, and he's like, so yeah. inhumane. He's like, we're not gonna do that. We're <laughs> gonna, that's not good for anybody. Yeah. So they basically train it so they know it's playtime. Um, and how they do the bite part is they have like this little green marker, um, that the guys would have on their chest, their leg, their balls, and the dog would just attack the guy, and they're spearing these people with their heads like it's full force. Yeah. So fun fact: the guy that plays Barada, his name is Jerome. The guy, Braun from Game of Thrones. Braun? <laughs> just call him Braun, man. So he took it, eh? <laughs> he like, took he, it, eh? He had, like, right in the balls. <laughs> yeah, he had a thing right above his uh, Oh, balls. my God, that's so scary. And, um, yeah, oh, he we got it, paid a lot. <laughs> he took it like a champ. He was terrified, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, the dog just went for it. How do you negotiate that contract as, like, his agent? <laughs> you got to have a dog bite you, but, like... Uh. Right by your wee-wee. <laughs> Fuck. Back to the whole, the henchmen are in on the joke. There's even a sequence like that during the Mexican standoff part. With a wick? And yeah, the wick two, two guys, guys. like, they're yeah. reloading or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a great little sequence. Yeah, like, I, lo- I love that sequence. I feel like I'm watching True Lies. <laughs> um, my only complaint about the scene is that it feels like a video game where they're playing on, like, super easy mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. literally no threat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then the, also, like, the, the scene itself, it's like the first time wick takes like a back seat to everything like for me when i was watching it i was like every time they kind of cut to wick i was like go back to the dogs go back to hallie <laughs> this time you know wick can stay on the sidelines a little bit you know but it's like, great little sequence for that and uh you know obviously wick picks picks right back up afterwards but nice little break from wick it's like a little bit, uh, breath of fresh air to get this hallie berry appearance and the dogs yeah, the way the screenwriter described it was um, they changed it to a, uh, what is it, Middle Eastern setting, so it's a bit different, so his opponents would be a lot more uh, vicious. He was supposed to be overwhelmed in this scene. Oh, yeah? It just didn't happen. No, it did not feel that <laughs> no. way at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you want to give the scene? Uh, I'm still going to give it a five. I, I love the scene. Just the, the whole dog aspect of it is just stuff we really haven't seen before not in this the way it was shot and everything i gave it a four i deducted a point only because um it was just too easy <laughs> you know they should have been overwhelmed 
They should have. Yeah. Okay, next up we got the motorcycle shinobi fight. The setup. Wick makes a deal with, uh, with an elder in the desert. He's allowed to live, but he must serve the high table for the rest of his life. He's ordered to return to the New York Continental to murder his friend, Winston. Upon return, he's ambushed by Zero and the Shinobis. <laughs> Shinobi. 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 <laughs> so this sequence was um, pretty similar to the Korean movie, The Villainous. Yeah, they came out it. in. Uh, they totally admit it. Did they? Did yeah. they actually admit it? Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what happened was they both saw it. Keanu and Chad saw the villainous. Yeah. And um, they basically it started off as them just trying to figure out how to do it. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't know, right? Yeah. Because it, 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 a lot of similar kind of beats as well. Like the whole setup itself is like katana fight on motorcycles. Much, they're nearly <laughs> identical. Yeah. You know it. it in the villainous, it's shot more f- frenetically. Like the camera is moving, like everywhere, yeah. right? It looks like it was shot with a GoPro in yeah. uh, the villainous part. Yeah, it. W- I think parts of it was, but they had like movements that just didn't make sense because they were going like underneath the motorcycle, yeah. coming out the other side. I don't know how so, they filmed like, it. Did they do yeah, it? I, I don't know if that's CGI they, or <laughs> any of that stuff. They but. probably did do it. I'm, I'm assuming because that, that's how these guys did it. Yeah, these these guys, but like. In that movie, they didn't. I don't know if they had a budget to do CGI that way, but you know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe we should so, yeah. look into it. Yeah, we'll review it. behind the scenes stuff. I want to see that stuff. Yeah. Which one do you think is better? Um, they both have their pluses and minuses. Like, I, there's certain aspects I love from the villainous, uh, and then aspects I love from this scene. Um, so you know, they're, they're, it's good to live in a world where you have two awesome motorcycle sequences. That's that's what I'm gonna come away with from it. I'm gonna say overall, I think this one's better. I mean, they got bigger budget, more yeah. cool movements with the motorcycles yeah. and more um, choreography. Mm-hmm. And plus, uh, the lead's not wearing a helmet. That's true. Yeah. 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 And the, it, it's more clear. You can see things a little bit more clearly, uh, like the kills and the, and the major choreography, as you mentioned. Because uh, the way it's shot in the villainous, it's, it's so frenetic that you, it, it's very quick. You have to really... Yeah, really this, pay attention to, to this scene kind of went anything. like full anime <laughs> like I'm watching Akira <laughs> whoa yeah. badass though no I, I definitely enjoyed it um, honestly the fact that they took it from the villainous kind of took it down a notch for me mm-hmm. that I was actually I, I didn't even know how to like rate this to be honest. <laughs> like it's really well done it's really cool it was mm-hmm. just, but I know that that was sitting my <laughs> behind my thoughts the whole time when I was watching in theaters and then yeah. trying to like rate it and everything. Yeah, and I, I know where you're coming from. Uh, I'm gonna give it a four because I, I still think it's really well shot and well done. How much of it in this was like green screen? A lot stuff? of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a great achievement. It's yeah. how they stitched it together to make it all because mm-hmm. they shot all location green screen as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's seamless. I yeah. mean, definitely in times you could tell. Obviously, yeah. like the fact that I had to ask that, like. It wasn't where it was noticeable. I'm like, oh my god, like this is so fake looking or whatever, right? Yeah, it was it very good. seamless the way they it's implemented everything. So I go to three point five. Yep, three point five. Okay, next up we got the Continental Shootout. Wick refuses to kill Winston, and uh, Winston refuses to resign. This causes the Adjudicator to send the High Table's most lethal team called the Enforcers. Or they're called the Ghost Recons and the behind the scenes. Oh yeah. But anyways, they they show up and they attack the uh, Continental. All right. So this part we're just kind of focused on the, like the shootout part of it, right? Yeah. The, the initial. Okay. 
because um yeah that is, it's not really a, a favorite <laughs> sequence of mine or anything like i i really like how like sharon uh gets into the action um I, I always liked the actor that played him, Lance uh, Riddick, I think his name's Lance Reddick. Who? Um, what are you talking about? The uh, the oh the the bellman or like yeah, the, the, the you can say it. the black guy, the black guy. Yeah. Like I always liked him because uh, I I've, I've seen him. The first time I seen him was from The Wire. Yeah, and like he's always had this like really commanding presence to him, and it's good to see that like, come out in an action sequence way. I'll admit, I didn't like this scene in theaters. When mm-hmm. I watched it, I was kind of bored. Mm-hmm. I kind of tuned out. Mm-hmm. But watching this after watching John Wick 2 was actually quite refreshing. Really? Yeah. Because remember we talked about the, our problem with the catacombs? Yep. Um, I feel like by giving by making these guys almost invincible, giving them body armor, kind of adds this like fresh take on it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So when I saw mm-hmm. it, like my interest was rekindled. So I actually really enjoyed the scene. Really? Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. how he had to shoot him at multiple angles, like underneath the helmet. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the little pool sequence when they fall in the water. Is like, oh really? I like that. <laughs> it, it's very artsy and it looks cool. That's why I like it. <laughs> Art, but it's like so slow. But he dodged bullets. <laughs> uh, Neo in the pool. <laughs> yeah, you know that shit's real, right? How? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Mythbusters. <laughs> <sighs> what a great show. That was, was, great that was show. a great shot, though. I personally liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually gave this scene a 4. Okay. Yeah. I gave it a 2.5. Like, still on the John Rick scale, like a really good scene, but you know, for me, it's a little repetitive. I get it. Like I said, that's how I felt during the movie theater. It's just... I, I guess when you watch it directly after John Wick 2, you, you're like, oh, okay, they're trying to make mm-hmm. something different. So yeah, I, yeah, they're I guess just, I like, just escalating I really, it. <laughs> I really appreciate that, right, as yeah. a filmmaker and just a viewer as well. For right? sure, for sure. Okay, next up we got Wick vs. Zero and the Shinobis. I didn't have a setup for this because it's basically a connection <laughs> to the previous one. Yeah. Let's talk about that fucking glass house. Oh, yeah. The set that like apparently like cost like four million just to build or whatever. Jesus, yeah. it, it money, 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 money. I felt like it was a little bit reminiscent of the finale in John Wick Two, in that instead of mirrors everywhere, it's just glass everywhere. Yeah, Stella Helsky is um, like people are gonna think I have this like fetish for glass and <laughs> mirrors. It just looks awesome when people fall through them. <laughs> uh, apparently, he has an obsession with the themes of reflection. Okay. Like is surfaces of reflection, so like water, glass, mirrors. Yeah. And apparently, from this latest interview I, I listened to, yeah. apparently the next John Wick is also a theme of reflection, but in um, an enemy that reflects oh. himself. Oh, shit. They see each other, themselves <laughs> in each other. Dark Wick. He's playing Dark Wick. Oh, who could it be? <laughs> uh. Who's, e- who's Keanu's equal? <laughs> so, so, um... You know how, like, in the finale of John Wick 2, it was, like, an homage to Enter the Dragon? Yeah. I felt this was, like, kind of the Game of Death homage, in a way. Um, he's yeah. kind of going up levels a little he's bit. Gonna, like, he, yeah, And he's got to fight his way to the, like, the, the final boss, right? Yeah. So, it's... Um, that was kind of running through my mind as, as I was rewatching it. Also, think about how hilarious this is. He's fighting these enemies that are good at hiding in a glass <laughs> house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah pretty I, awesome <laughs> i just, i love that every time they like did those like m- little mind games that they were like they disappear <laughs> disappear yeah awesome stuff definitely the um remember like how we talked in the 
finale John Wick 2 was kind of boring how they were sneaking around mm-hmm. it wasn't really that interesting this one was more interesting how mm-hmm. they were moving around they were disappearing fading in and out yeah because they like they've been showing that they these guys are this is what they're capable of and this is what they're Shinobi they're like you know ninjas. <laughs> this is who they are and now they're like implementing it in the finale and everything so yeah Love seeing like uh, initially after right after the start the I love seeing the uh, the two raid guys come in. Big you know baddies their names? from the uh, the first raid. Do you know their the names? Raid. I have them right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yayan Rahuan and Sesep Arif Sesep. Raman. Yeah, that's what they say. Sep Sep. <laughs> I think Sep Sep is Mad Dog and Yaya is the. Uh, it's vice versa. The other way. Mad Dog's no, no, uh, no, no, Yaya. No, 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 no. I got it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sesep <laughs> actually apparently speaks like fluent English because he's like an English teacher. Oh, okay. Apparently, yeah. Well, you know who originally was supposed to play Zero, right? Who? Who was the original? Sonata. Oh, okay. Maybe he's the fourth. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going to touch on that on uh, Raider Villain. We'll okay. touch on that. Okay. There. Okay. Anyways, you can really notice how much faster the other guys oh. are. <laughs> I felt like, yeah, they had to like really slow down in their movements to let like Keanu catch up. On the, the choreography. Yeah, it, it, There's even a part where he takes down the one guy and the other guy rolls at the same time. And then he just waits there <laughs> until Wick is ready. Uh, he's trying to move slow motion. Yeah, he rolls. He's, then he's like, I'm still hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing like the video game. Oh, I'm groggy. Yeah, he did do that. <laughs> he did do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's pretty damn cool that Keanu's fighting the guys from the raid. Absolutely. But... Full disclosure, it looks like he's fighting children. Yeah, yeah. That size difference is just like even too when much. he's on their knee, his knees. They're the same size, or he's actually even bigger than his knees. Yeah, he's like fighting two like twelve year old ninjas. Yeah, it looked kind of funny. Um, the part before that uh, when he's fighting the guy, when the the guys kept like kicking him through glass, those guys were more formidable. Yeah, I find. yeah, yeah. I find for sure, for sure. Yeah, these guys as badass and like as awesome as they are. Yeah, they're. Also it was a little too small. <laughs> it was more like a lighthearted sparring session, really. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't really want to kill him. And no, he, no. And he ended up not. Killing There's like them. too much respect. Going yeah, on. I thought yeah. that was cool. Yeah, and I love the finishing move. Yeah, it's like two wrestling moves. It's yeah. like he took like Kurt Angle's move set. Yeah, he did like the belly belly and then the uh, the angle slam the or angle Olympic slam. slam. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Jackson Spinell has uh, double talked about that, like how he did the angle slam and the drop is. Like ten feet, yeah, and he's yeah. like, it hurts so bad. <laughs> I love how the uh, like Mad Dog like tries to get up, and he's like, "Be seeing you," and he's like, "Okay, I'll take a nap then." <laughs> yeah, very uh, Hong Kong like. Because yeah. I remember Yoon Biao did that in Dragon's Forever, where he gets kicked and he gets up. He's like, <laughs> thumbs up and passes out. I love that stuff. Um, so let's talk about the zero part. All right, the Cascos comes uh, into the picture. Yeah, you. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Finally, a bald villain. You, you could double for uh, DeCosco. <laughs> totally. I have the same credentials. <laughs> uh, so, I like... Um, DeCosco's, like, said in an interview, like, the the way he sees his character. Um, it almost, like, he fights in a way that mirrors his character, which is, like, a little psychotic. Like, he starts off as, like, this... Um, there's, like, a broken rhythm to his fighting, like, where he's, like, really smooth and, like, and then all of a sudden it becomes, like, frantic mm. in his movements. So I, I like the way he described it. I was, like, while watching it, rewatching it, I was, like, whoa, yeah. Like, yeah, there, there's he really kind of nails that part in a way. <laughs> no, I love him and his character, mm-hmm. but I 
honestly, there wasn't anything memorable for me. For yeah, the, the, the fight itself was not the greatest as far as... The only memorable <laughs> memorable thing about that fight is where he goes, Hey, John, that was a pretty good fight, huh? <laughs> so, like, after the end when he <laughs> yeah, dies? Okay. And Keanu's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how, like, Keanu kind of turns the whole, like, disappearing mind games on uh, Zero himself, so that aspect I like. But, yeah, the choreography yeah, cool. itself is, you know, nothing to write home about. But in the end, it, it's still the best finale fight overall. Yeah, generally. If you compare it to the yeah. other two movies or whatever, right? It's, it's tough when you got your hero that tall <laughs> and big to find formidable opponents that are actual martial arts. It's really tough. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I feel like they nailed it with common, like, size-wise, right? Yeah. So I'm curious. Uh, I mean, with these guys, they're obviously really skilled martial arts, but the size difference, man. Yeah. Now that you watch, like, UFC and there's, like, weight classes and everything. It's difficult. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's diff- like, it's cool. Don't forget, like, I still love this scene. I love John Wick. I love what they did. It's just size matters because <laughs> zero looks so much shorter than uh wick when they yeah. fight and he's still like kind of towers over like his two students the yeah. two shinobis <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean you want to rate this thing yeah i give it a, a four out of this uh little overall finale fight game of death sequence i gave it a 3.5 yeah okay deducted a few marks for how it's obvious that they're slowing down for him how zero fight wasn't that memorable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. few points for that but 3.5 yeah. overall yeah next up we got a ratings and rankings rate our hero what do you think of wick uh <laughs> so i felt wick was a little bit more vulnerable in this movie um more like willing to accept help and everything so i, I like kind of that aspect where like he's reaching out getting help from sophia and and allowing um, Sharon, Lance Riddick, to, like, help him in the finale and everything. So I like that kind of aspect. Um, but overall, like, as a character arc or anything, there, you know, wasn't huge development or anything. So um, I'm still going to give him four because, like, just I, I love the John Wick character himself, but there there wasn't really that much overall development or anything to the character. Really? There was Bunch? What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, he cut his finger off. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I liked about the character this time around. Um, first off, there's still there's more momentum this time in his story. Like, you know, they got that thing where he's on the run. Um, also, they they wreck on his backstory. Go on. <laughs> Which part? Which they wreck on his backstory. His fighting style is Sambo. Okay. Which I thought was pretty cool when he was at that ba- ballet academy. Yeah. You know. And uh, also, his name's not John Wick. It's Jordana Jovovic. And also, they get, they had that layer of the whole finding the will to live for the memory of his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas the last one was just he's annoyed. <laughs> so this one, I give him a 3.5. <laughs> okay. Okay. Radar villain, zero. I know he's not the real villain, but he's just so cool. I know. We just love him too much. <laughs> I love we him. We have to rate him. <laughs> Fucking love him. <laughs> Spoilers on the... What the rating we're going to give him? <laughs> Go into it. Well, I give him a five, obviously. Yeah. You give him a five? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a five. Originally, Sonata was... Hiro, Hiroyuki Sonata was cast originally, but then scheduling conflicts. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it. Uh, Marty Casco was, was brought in like last minute, like literally last minute. Really last minute. And he was like, no, I didn't have six months to train. I just came <laughs> in. <laughs> he's been training his whole life for this. And also, uh, if it was Sonata, it probably would have been a much different take. It'd be a different oh, yeah. movie. Yeah. 
Whereas he, I, he, he can't brought, pull off this. <laughs> like, he brought all the humor. Like, that was all added by Mark DeCascos. Yeah. The whole sitting next to him thing. <laughs> um, yeah, he brought that in. <laughs> like, I, I love his, like, even his little intro to the movie, like, where he's, like, a sushi chef. Kind of felt like a shout-out to his, like, time as, like, a, the host of Iron Chef yeah, on probably. the Food Network. And, yeah, like, what you were just saying there, like, when he was first introduced, you were kind of expecting him to be, like, this, you know, the typical badass, silent, intense assassin or whatever. And then they just they, they pull, like, a 180 on your expectations. And he, he's, No, Mark pulled a 180 <laughs> on your expectations. <laughs> he's, like, this eccentric, like, John Wick fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, God, I love this take. Like, it's it's so, like out of nowhere and like out of the blue and it just it's like such a fresh take best well, line yeah cool real cool <laughs> that's actually kind of been a theme of uh, john wick as a franchise um the first one was actually supposed to be like super serious mm-hmm. like no jokes whatsoever mm-hmm. it's just the casting of uh mikhail nyquist john liquizambo uh willem dafoe uh, adriana Palinicki. they brought in the humor like the actors did it was never actually planned was there he- that much humor? <laughs> I still didn't feel like there was that much humor in the there. There was humor in it. Yeah? Okay. Like they added, they made it more humorous. Because originally, it was uh, Stelhowski was like, "Yeah, the tone sucks. This movie sucks." <laughs> he like he hated it. <laughs> but then uh, I guess he just gave them free reign to just you know act out. So yeah, yeah. they they kind of did the same thing here, okay. which is glad because um, which it's perfect because the first action scene is balls to the wall comedy <laughs> then you got this like goofy villain <laughs> who just uh wants to be around john wick. <laughs> just just respect me john wick <laughs> like that was a cool fight right <laughs> yeah I, I would like i'd be totally down for like a like a zero spinoff like just seeing his like i know i wish younger he, days I wish or he whatever. Die. yeah it was really sad when he died but uh the, the only thing about sonata what probably would have been kind of cool was he his look yeah, his look is like like he his... looks like the other two guys, <laughs> like the other raid guys. So it's like three, yeah. three goatee guys, three uh, short guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Real short. <laughs> okay. Next up, we got top three badass moments. All right. What do you got what? for three? All right. Number three is uh, it happens in the finale, um, the fighting finale. So it's actually the very first part when he's fighting those two initial guys. They like keep kicking them through the glass. Uh, hit. When he kills that first guy, um, like one of the goons like uh, slices at him with a blade, but it gets caught in the uh, glass, mm. and he takes the other guy's neck and just kind of runs it across the blade. So I was like, nice. "Oh shit!" Oh, yeah, really like that. Funny story about that whole glass house. Yeah. Uh, the Casco said it was like really creepy being there because you didn't know which was a wall or not. Oh really? They said a lot of people would end up like walking the walls. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Did they like just build that on like a Hollywood set or anything? Yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. He said it was like really creepy being on because even walking on that floor was like yeah. weird. And like the way they had to like do the lighting and yeah, that's and they impressive have, stuff, man. And also they would have to replace the glass depending on what they got to do. Yeah. So then it gets kind of dangerous. <sighs> so number three for me is during the knife fight. Um, just near the end where John Wick, where Wick has like all those knives, he throws three knives in a roll and they all hit the same target. Woof, woof, woof. Oh yeah. Number three. All right. Number two. Um, so I have the, uh, in the dog sequence in uh, Morocco where the dog runs up and vaults off of Halle Berry's back to get the guy that's at like, the top of It's like a 15 foot wall or whatever. And it's just vaulting up to get him. Holy shit. That was awesome. 
Number two for me is also during the Morocco sequence. It's Halle Berry sliding under the table while the dogs jump uh, at the two the guys. The trailer sequence. The trailer shot. <laughs> yeah. Pretty badass. Yeah. Really awesome. Good stuff. Uh, for me, you had it at number three. I have it at number one, but it's the whole kind of the snowball fight sequence where, yeah, like throws those blades. Like he, he does it like to two different guys or whatever, but oh man, I just love that sequence. It's my favorite overall. Number one. So sequence that we haven't talked about because it's not really an action scene. Um, it's actually the ballet sequence where they're dancing while Zero is uh, infiltrating the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was pretty cool because they actually had the New York City ballet team. Dance choreography is very influential on like fight choreography. Yeah. So it's nice to see like this cool fusion together, especially at the end where they're dancing and then the ninjas walk just through out of the shadows and yeah. the music. Oh, it was just so perfect. The way it was shot, the lighting, everything like that was perfect. like really perfectly done. Overall, what do you think about this movie? Um, story wise, I did not really enjoy it. <laughs> I don't really it, understand it, the story to be honest. No, I don't. Why did he even need to go to the desert to do all that stuff? And it's a bit weird. Yeah. Um. But I, I think I kind of mentioned it before on our previous pod, but uh, as an overall set pieces and everything combined, it's probably number one on my list. But from a story perspective or whatever, it would maybe number two, number two and three kind of switches. John Wick 1 still is my favorite John Wick overall. still the best. This one yeah. was definitely a breath of fresh air after mm-hmm. watching two. Because mm-hmm. honestly, when I watched two, it was such a slog to get through. Yeah, This one was, at least had humor in it. Yeah, <laughs> You know, they really threw it at your face it made it more enjoyable at least. yeah I, that's what i kind of love the most about the uh part three is that they they really try to do different types of set pieces yeah compared to what the one and two and everything had so that's why i really loved it um i have a question for you mark DeCascos. have you did you ever really watch any of his stuff like any as growing up or anything like not you, a full movie or anything no. nothing like that eh i'm trying to remember anything that i Although Watch I do from... know his American movie Drive is apparently really good. Really? Yeah. Drive. Is that like 90s stuff? Like or... 80s. 80s? <laughs> yeah. I only I... know about it through Scott Atkins. He said it was one of the best American at, like martial arts movies. Really? Eh? Yeah. Hmm. I've seen... The trailers. only thing I can really remember him from is like... Um, he was like Billy or Jimmy from Double Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I can actually remember from my childhood. Or uh, The Crow. Yeah. Yeah. Stairway to Heaven. Yep. Um, and obviously Cradle to the Grave where he's the villain. Mm-hmm. Terrible villain, but. <laughs> well, well, that does right. it for this episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we are out. Out.